We'll share for a moment, and then we're going we're to just move in the prophetic here. There's a flow in this place. And uh, I just want to share with you about the prophetic because, you know, the scripture says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And that word proceeds in the original language means it never stops. And so that's why we believe in the Big Bang Theory. Because science has proven that when God spoke, he said, let there be light. And all of a sudden, they say that the universe is expanding. It's ever proceeding. Because when God speaks, it's so powerful. Now get your prophetic bone and finger. I'm going to share for five minutes here. And stick it in your neighbor's face and tell them, I am so thankful that you are no longer who you used to be. And after this is over today, you are not going to be who you were when you came in. You're going out different. You're moving from faith to faith, from strength to strength, and glory to glory. And God is going to get the glory in your story. Can somebody say amen? When I was born, I was born with a disease called Highlands Membrane. I'm going to share just, just my testimony here, and then a verse, and then tell you a story about what the prophetic does, and we're going to prophesy. Ready? When I was born, I was born with a disease called Highlands Membrane. It's the same disease that Patrick Kennedy, JFK's son, was born with while he was in the White House, and he died of. If you go to Washington, D.C., to Arlington Cemetery, he's buried right there with him, Patrick Kennedy. I'm Patrick Kitely. I was born 10 years later, and I was the doctor's, this Highlands membrane is basically premature lungs. And so the doctors told my family that I was not going to live. My aunt and uncle are here. You were praying for me when I was born. And, and they said that, they said I was on the machines on life support for 11 days. And on the 11th day, the doctor called my father and said, this is back in 1973, and it was $11,000 a day. And that's a, quite a bill. And uh, thank God, because a multimillionaire in our church came to my parents and said, don't worry about the bill. It's taken care of. Wow. But thank God for kingdom investors. <laughs> but... 11, on the 11th day, he calls my, the doctor calls my father and says this. He says, your son is not going to make it, and this is getting very expensive. We want to tell you to turn off the machines. And it's amazing because it's amazing how on that 11th day, the doctor calls and gives his report. Right. And then, <laughs> of all things, yeah. a prophet from Fort Worth. Wow. Prophet David Schock. Called my father and said, Here's the word of the Lord. Your son is not going to die, but he's going to live. And he's going to live to preach and prophesy the word of the Lord all over the world. And he said, Within 18 hours, he will be breathing on his own. Wow. See, that's the moment where you have two reports, and that's where you have to ask the question whose report? 
You got a choice. Report, will you believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. His report says, I am healed. Now you can tell what happened to the rest of the story. The doctor was wrong. Come on, somebody. And the report of the Lord was right. And so I'm telling you, there's something about the prophetic word when it goes forth, it activates something. This is life and death, folks. This is what we're, li we're living off of this thing. And the word of the Lord that has gone forth this weekend, it's going to even go today, is going to touch your life. Let me tell you a story. Well, first of all, let me tell you Proverbs. You know Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Right. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people perish. Right. Come on. We live off this thing. Man doesn't live by bread alone. We live off this thing. Come on, somebody say, we live off this thing. The word of the Lord. There's a story of, and then we're going to move in prophetic here. The story of a, a young man, he lost his job, and he was very upset, and he was asking, God, would you speak? Tell me, what's going on? What's going on? And he's just wondering, what's going on? Right. And he couldn't figure it out, so he went to the preacher, and it was an old preacher, and he said, I need to meet with you. And he got into his study, and the preacher's sitting over in the corner in his big old chair, and this guy's walking around the room. I don't know why God will not speak to me. I lost my job. Does he not hear me? Why won't he speak? Preacher, why won't he speak? And the preacher's in the chair. And he just kind of speaks these indistinguishable words. And now the young man's really frustrated. I can't hear you, preacher. What did you say? And he moved a little closer. What did you say? And the preacher just kind of spoke and he just. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm really frustrated right now. Can you speak up, please? And he moves up and he says, can you tell me what you just said? And the preacher said, sometimes God whispers. In order for us to move closer to him. You see, sometimes it's not just about us getting a word. Come on, somebody. That's right. It's about us, because we can get a word to get a word. But God doesn't just want to give a word to us and put it in our ear. He wants us to move closer to him. And I believe that that's what this inspired prophetic conference has been all about this weekend. It's not just about getting the word, but it's about getting closer to him. Can somebody just lift up your hands right now? Because the presence of the Lord is so thick. We're going to begin to move in this, in this dimension. But the presence of the Lord is here in this place. We live off this thing. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. We thank you, Lord. And just receive right now the presence of the Lord. There's a download coming. You know what? There's, there's people in this room that are lawyers. There are people that are creative. There are people that are artists and poets and musicians and singers. There are business people in this room. 
just even as your hands are being raised right now, solutions are going to be loosened from heaven for what you're dealing with. There are people that are in the valley of decision right now. There are even people in this room right now, maybe you've never even received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Guess what? He loves you too much to leave you the way that you are. And I'm telling you, he's drawing your hearts. And in fact, why don't you put your hands down for a moment because I want to pray. If you're in one of two places, one, you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or two, maybe you've felt like God's been a million miles away and you want to make a fresh commitment to him. He's drawing your heart. What you're feeling in this room is his presence. He's drawing you. And if you're in either one of those places, one, you've never received Jesus, or two, you need to make a fresh commitment. Raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand. God bless you. 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 Ha. God bless you. 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 If you raise your hand, I need you to be bold and just stand up real quickly. Stand up. Come on. Be bold. Your life is changing now. Jesus loves you. He loves you. God bless you. Come on, stand up. Woo! Come on. Come on, let's give them a hand clap. Encouragement. God bless you. God bless you. Okay, look at me. Look at me. Your, your life is about to change right now. Things are going to be different starting now. New now. And I want you to pray this prayer with me in this room right now. This is my favorite part. And it was spontaneous, but I just felt like people just want to receive Jesus. Yes, yes. And I want you to pray this prayer. And we're going to use one big word. It's called repentance. Somebody say repentance. Repentance just, just, doesn't just mean, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Repentance means this. Watch this. I'm going my way. Hey. Doing my thing. Party. And then all of a sudden I stop. And I turn. And I go God's way. And his way is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Somebody say repentance. Okay, let's pray. Everyone in this room, say it out loud. Dear Lord Jesus. Today, I confess that you are God, and I confess my sins before you. Wash me with your blood and make me new. I repent. I stop from going my way, and I turn, and I go your way. Lord Jesus, today, I invite you into my life to be my Savior, to be my God. And my best friend forever. In your name I pray. Amen. Let's give everyone a hand clap and you may be seated. Now, lift up your hands. There are ideas, concepts, solutions, answers being released in this place. New? Now. You're going to go to work on Monday and things are going to be different. Come on, somebody. Your business is going to be different. 
the atmosphere of your neighborhood is going to be different. The atmosphere of your school is going to be different. Come on now. The atmosphere in your family is going to be different. The atmosphere of your marriage is going to be different. Your children, come on, are going to come back to Jesus in the name of Jesus. Salvation is coming back. Backsliders are returning. And guess what, Pastor Harold? One of the things I felt in this place is that there are people in the past who tried to stab you all in the back because they were either jealous or they misunderstood. But the Lord says, get ready to receive them and forgive them and love them because they're coming back and they're going to say, we are sorry and we have been dry yes, yes, ever yes. since we left and we got to come back to the well and come back to the house of the Lord. So they are returning. They're coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Says the Lord, ha, we declare it in this house in Jesus' name. Now I got to get with my, my children call him uncle. I got to get with him and we're going to just, I'm going to follow the prophetic leading as we move in this moment. Now just be, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Thank you, Holy Spirit. While we were doing worship, I was looking around at some of you guys, and I just had a sense in my spirit that a lot of you have believed something that has been taught to you concerning the prophetic that it's not real, it's not for today, it passed away. Uh, God doesn't work like that anymore. Uh, I want to just tell you that's a lie. Right. It's a lie because it's in the Bible. It's in the Word. You know, they have a principle in teaching called the principle of first mention. Once a thing is mentioned once, it creates a precedent. There's mention of the prophetic in the Bible 2,745 times. I think God was a little bit OCD about the prophetic because He's a prophetic character. Jesus walked with them and said, well, you know, they said, you know, we, there's 5,000 people here. How are we going to feed them? What did you do? So, well, you know, we don't have enough money to buy all the food. One guy said, well, there's a guy here that was pre-prepared. He came with some fish and some loaves. You think that was a mistake? You think there was an accident? You think the guy just suddenly, his mother just said, son, I know you're going to go and follow that Messiah. I'm going to pack your lunch. <laughs> no, there was perfect activity took place. Jesus knew it was there. He just was going to demonstrate the kingdom. See, the power about prophetic is demonstrating the kingdom. How do you think people are going to get saved and get knowing God? Is by the demonstration of power. Right? And so this is what we want to do today. We want to show you that God has, he has knowledge of who you are. You're not just a vapor floating around in a vacuum. Okay? This whole kingdom concept, this whole world design thing, everything about mankind and creation wasn't an accident. It wasn't a mistake. We didn't crawl out of the sea as, as, as lizards and then became men. We didn't fall out of trees with baboons and then suddenly evolved into men. Whoever that was, I don't know what meth or what crack he was on, but he was out of his tree. Because if that was true, where are the evolvees? Where are the half apes? Well, there's, uh, let me keep quiet. 